Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. Willard to Wild and Chris again. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. September 23rd, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on your Thursday morning. Hope everybody's doing well. Real nip in the air this oh, morning. Oh, man. Great. Loved it. Mm-hmm. We're putting some sweatpants on, a light. light. I got the quarters up, not the actual sweatshirt, but you know. Something just to keep cover the arms up. Nothing too much. Some would say yesterday and at least to start today, just some of the best weather that you can get. Like hoodie weather. Just perfect. Yeah, but the the, the raining all I don't, day. I don't, care, I don't care about the rain. Yeah, I would I would like to be able to walk the dog in it, though. See, like that's what's great about right now hey, is it, you can take the dog on a walk without sweating. It didn't rain around like 6, and at least in Winnie. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I got out quickly to walk the dog, mm-hmm. and then it started Got a little drizzle in between. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't raining, that's cool, too. But rain's fun. I don't know. I feel like I'm generally more productive when it's raining. Not sure what the reason. But Maybe the weather, the temperature's great. We can at least all agree on that. I think the psychology is, like, I can't do anything else. I might as well be working at my desk. Maybe so. Yeah, yeah potentially. That, that very well could be it. Justin, how are you? I am good, other than I am not ready for this weather, unlike you all. I mean, it's it's nice to throw on a hoodie. Don't get me wrong. But it's pretty depressing when you think about it, and that we're now at the part of the year where it's gray ninety percent of the time. No, it's not. And it's There's just so all depressing. Foliage, it's beautiful. No, I mean the I sky. Think, I don't think we're in a gray period just yet. Yeah, but I think that's will. like more November. But that's I don't know. It's just depressing because I know that's coming. Like uh, this is I, this is the time of the year when I get depressed because the heat goes away, oh starts to get a little colder. You know winter's coming, and then you all you all won't even recognize you all won't even recognize me in the winter time because I'll be so depressed. I hate freaking winter. Uh, but oh it's Christmas. God. Oh my gosh! I hate. There's winter. sleigh bells ringing, jing jing jingling you may wanna, too. You may want to see somebody about the seasonal depression here. Justin. Yeah, it's true. Um, or move somewhere that only has one season. No, no, this season's <laughs> the the best. Justin, how could you pretend? Well, actually, now that I'm, this wasn't even a bit. I was going to say, how could you be so depressed when that also means basketball season and yeah. crossover season? <laughs> but instantly. <laughs> Soft talk. In, yeah, instantly hey, realized what I, I wasn't coaches. even trying right. to do it. Three head coaches. We're less than, what, 25 days away from Big Blue Madness? I think it's 24 now. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. In that that, that game against uh, Duke. Kicking the Blue Devils' ass right around the corner. <sighs> yep. Halloween, your favorite holiday? Mm-hmm. Yep, getting there, getting there for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that that's another reason why. I don't know. I just feel like as a kid, summer amazing, understandably so. A life of very little responsibility goes to virtually no responsibility in the summer. So obviously that should be Pete. But then you grow up at some point, Justin Peter Pan. Yeah, you grow up and you say, you know what, summer is just the same old thing except hotter and more miserable. So then you get finally into this weather where you're knee deep into football season. Oh Roush. man, so much basketball football. season on the horizon. I mean, you we can actually ha- go outside and enjoy things. It's like, oh, I had to go 
two days without football. Boo hoo. Well, we have more football tonight. When one of them's filled with Survivor, it doesn't matter anymore. I know, and uh, we we should hold off on it. But it was a great, oh yeah, it was a great start, great start last night for sure. Man. I've got takes. I do too. Chock full of them. Yeah, so many, so many takes. Be a fun Patreon. Oh man, I'm excited. Will Levis, Survivor fan. Yeah. When are we gonna get him S- on? Roush? Smart guy. We need we we got to work on that. I'll be efforting it because I if I know one thing, it's that. He'll have some strong survivor takes. Oh, yeah, definitely. Without a doubt. And uh, it's just, I'll say this. This isn't, we won't get too much into it. It's just so funny how many people consider themselves quote-unquote super fans, and they're really laying it on thick this season. Oh, yeah. And then they come in and just play like the most idiotic game possible. It's (laughs) like you're not a, you you cannot be considered a super fan if you just play this stupidly. (laughs) You're more of a stupid fan. Isn't it so true? Yeah. And it's the uh, same goes for like Big Brother. I'm sure plenty of other games where it's like, I've been watching this since I was in diapers. And then you come in and it's just like, Alliance, you, you, me. And just also, you know what I've realized too is that the I don't have a big, good enough sob story to get on the show. Oh, and, and they, they're really laying there. it on. They're laying it so. I mean, the even pandemic. The one, even the one guy had to be like, "I was bullied as a kid." It's like, dude, everybody's bullied as a kid. And I was short and I had braces. As, as my oh, wife pointed out too, person. the videos they were showing of him, he was like some so, sort of homecoming king. Yeah, I'm. Like, so, I'm sorry, I was never nerd. homecoming king. Like uh, I was. Yeah, yeah, I was too. You, you're on, you're by yourself too. Uh, you know, I don't. I didn't want to be. <laughs> I didn't want to be. And they, they do seem to kind of give it more and more to, like, people that kind of need it. So it kind of makes sense for you two. <laughs> you know? It's more of like, you know, it, maybe that's why they give it to that guy on Survivor. Anyways, we'll do it. We'll save it yeah, for the Patreon. That, a, lot of, a lot of takes. Very, very excited because uh, it's, it's also fun to remember what it's like to just have – you just roll the diet. Like you see all these people, you know nothing about them, and then over the next two hours you figure out who you like and who you hate. Mm-hmm. And man, it is so much fun to wait. I think I like them. Oh wait, no, I actually hate them. Yeah. So that's oh, good stuff. Good stuff. A lot yep. of fun. And we get football tonight. Uh, kind of football. You get the Texans and Panthers, which pretty like they really are just trying to say how much do you really love Thursday night football? They've they had do, some bad matchups. They do this every year. They the do. Thursday matchups are always so horrible. But the thing is, I think we're all just so desperate to start the weekend that we're like, yeah, we'll we'll eat it up. Keep well, on, keep it coming, baby. Well, and they do the thing where I think they did the same thing last year. The first Thursday night game is always super awesome. Yeah, like this year we had the Bucks Cowboys to draw everybody in. Well, they, all, yeah. they always start with the yeah. rainy. And then champion. they just give us BS after that. Yeah, there will be one or two games here and there that are okay. A lot of uh, this is our first AFC South, AFC South, NFC South. Yeah, a lot South, of, south on South. They, they love Jags games. I think that like the Jags are going to end up going to London. You know, it's they do all of the bad teams are like we're going to give you all of the games that fans just have to watch because there's no other option. Get Marshall so, Appalachian State tonight. Yeah, yeah, which that actually That'll might be end up being a good game. Yeah. Um Mountaineers, they've been uh, okay to me. As uh, they're seven point favorites. What about the Thundering Birds? Yeah, Randy Moss ain't walking through that door. Mm. Wait, Marshall's seven point underdogs? Yeah. They are seven point okay. dogs. You gonna yep. take the points? Absolutely. Oh no is question. this one of those Justin says it doesn't actually do it. Oh I'll do it. I'm off today. I have nothing else to do. I'll be sitting there betting all day. What are you going to do today? 
Uh, I've got to work on some game notes, but other than that, I have no plans. Might go to the driving range. You don't might visit really, Bobby you Cook. You don't really do game notes, though, right? Oh, I do. It's yeah. just the KRC folks. You no, can be honest with notes. us. If I don't do game notes, I will stumble through my entire pregame. I feel like so you, I have to. especially just uh, names and numbers of teams that you're not familiar with, you know, you kind of got to give it a one over. Yeah. I, I just got to know the backstory. I mean, luckily for me, it's two teams this week. Jeffersonville and Silver Creek that I've covered multiple times thus far, so uh, it'll be a it'll be a rosterless week for me. I will say that the if you don't have anything, there's only like two or three dollar beer nights at Churchill Downs this year. Just throwing that out there, Justin. Soft toss. I actually you. might join you for that. Yeah. Oh, we've heard that before. You have, yeah. <laughs> it's it's such a commitment to drive to the other side of the river, you know. Yeah, I don't know. We it's, do it all the time. It's only like oh, just to make bets. Oh, it's only I, like 15, 20 minutes, but it just seems like so long. It's, oh, you you heard of this thing they call this new invention called bridges? Yeah, <laughs> you, you drive over them, <laughs> and it's not even. That's the thing. It's not even. You drive. A, you would drive fifteen minutes north to other parts of Indiana, but you wouldn't just. It's true. Yeah, this is true, and it has nothing to do with the tolls. That's the funny thing. Like it has nothing to do with tolls. I'm just, just in your mind, you're like, man, yeah. Kentucky. Well, I think it's Whew. I was in it's it's ingrained in there because that's how we're growing up. Like, don't go to Kentucky. You live in Indiana, so I think it's I'm still kind of in that mindset sometimes. Good, don't come. <laughs> I'll have a need to. I can't sports. And we'll be bet. coming to Indiana though to make our sports. <laughs> because we'll be coming. Churchill Downs building a new casino. Oh my gosh! I mean. What what did us poor Kentuckians do just to get handcuffed to mediocrity? Uh, you have legislators who are beholding to lobbyists. Yeah, it's so embarrassing. Yeah, like yeah. It, it is. Those people should legitimately put on a serious face, be ashamed of themselves. Because the thing is, is whenever Damon Thayer whips his party into shape and they pass it in three years, once Churchill Downs finishes their construction. Because they've already started construction over it's there. It's even going to be more of a slap in the face. Yeah, it really is. It's just going to be insulting to our intelligence. Like, we're the heroes saving the day because now Churchill Downs has a building that's ready to put more than just casinos in it. Because they have they have the slot machine casinos already, but who the hell wants that? Slots and they're like, suck. They're dancing. Oh, yeah, there's slot machines everywhere. and they're The, not, they're the not... lowest of the degenerates. They're like, well, gambling is morally bad, but here is the cheapest form of gambling possible. When I went on that bachelor party to... West part of Western Kentucky, uh, northern Western Tennessee area. They right, I forget what casino that was, but right on the border. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's newly built huge, by, by Churchill Downs, huge, too. CDI huge, built it absolutely huge, has a hotel attached to it, and I guess full and, and it was packed. I couldn't believe it. Like, how many folks are there just to play slot machines? Yeah, dumb. I don't understand it, but it it's just uh. It's wild. It's like wild that they can get that they are getting away with this, and so many Kentuckians just, oh well, you know, we like complain about it, but there's not really too much we can do about it because these people just don't lose their elections. Yep. So, kind of stinks. But we can make our bets today. We're in Indiana. We can. Yeah. So, at least there's that. But yeah, Will Levis, Survivor fan, we'll need to get him on. Would be a good time. Would be a good time. Would be a good time. Uh, all right. What else do we have in the wide world of sports? Because it seems like we are just inching. And last week we said the week went fast. This week, snail's pace yeah. as we're waiting for the South Carolina game. I'm pumped up, Roush. The team seems, like I mentioned yesterday, I thought that was a big positive time. The team seems pumped up. J.J. Weaver, we know, was pumped up. Yeah. And 
That's uh, that's Man, pretty good. I like J.J. Weaver. Really do. Cause I, like, I'm kind of surprised he's as good as he is. And I mean, obviously, the injury and all that stuff. But even if he had never gotten hurt, like, just seems like players from Louisville, it's almost like a coin flip whether or not they're well, impact people or kind of get lost in the fold. There's also the part where he was originally from Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. So that, but, that kind of helps. But yeah, no, you're right. Like, still you still process you, that in my brain you, the same way. We certainly pay a lot more attention to the homegrown guys. And there hasn't been a Louisville guy. I mean, what was it, Charles Walker? I mean, yeah. The, like we don't don't get that often where a guy from the city of Louisville goes to Kentucky, does really well. He's been obviously that. like Keenan Burton, but that's going back. That's twelve, thirteen years. Good time. Yeah, oh seven, oh eight. Man, even more. But the thing about Weaver that I like just when he's talking is like, you know, what, what do you got to do to to. To be like to take that next step. What does this this defensive line gotta do? He's like, we just gotta be more dominant. And he like get like kind of grits his teeth and is like, gotta be physical. Like, come on, you know. Like, and I I love that because sometimes we can get caught up in the minutia and the X's and O's and all the details. And you try to be football smart when really football is it's a physical game. Just go out there and be more physical than your opponent, and you're probably gonna win. So. um I uh I I like that JJ too. I mean, he he admitted that he was a little gassed last week as well. He played all 72 snaps of the game uh, versus I, I think it was 12 week 1 or 13 and he had two sacks in those 13 reps. The following week he had one sack in 30 reps and then zero sacks in 72. So, they're going to dial him back a little bit uh just to try to get him in more specialized situations. Um, to where like you're getting more bang for your buck, you know, like let's let's maximize his potential by playing him in obvious passing situations. So, um, with Jordan right back, th- I think that will be the case. Uh, this Saturday we're not going to see as much as Weaver, so I'm uh I'm, I'm excited because I, I, you you get him a little bit in the right spot, right time, bada boom, bada bang, hit Luke Doty. And one thing to remember is that. As much as there's been some frustration with this defense or underwhelming, we've we've talked about it to death. We have also mentioned, and it is worth mentioning, this defense has made the big plays to close out games. Yeah. So make that big play to close out games earlier in the game. You know, bury a team. <laughs> yeah. When uh, let the offense maybe get a lead and then get an opportunistic pick six that really kind of puts it away. Uh, that would be swell. But one way or another, they are finding ways to put away these games. It's just taking them taking them a long Here, time. Here's a stat that I didn't realize till the other day. DeAndre Square, five and a half tackles for us. Tied for third in the SEC. There's two people with six out of them. So he's on pace for like 20-some-odd tackles for us. It's pretty good. So we just – let's spread the wealth a little bit. Keep pushing them out in the last scrimmage. South Carolina, man, they're just going to try to – beat their head against the wall and run at Kentucky. And this is a game where our boy Ox need Ox to play like an Ox because they're going to they're gonna yeah, run right out. There's too much beef on that front line to get pushed around. Uh, you know, just in general. Bully didn't play very well at all against Chattanooga. And they've played – I mean, both teams, the previous two, were pretty pass happy, and then they That's would true. hit him for a big play in That's the run true. game. So, But this is going to be – like, but you can still get a push. You yeah. can knock somebody into somebody. But this, be disruptive. This, is, this is a big game for like kind of how opponents have been picking on Carrington Valentine. They've been throwing at him a lot. 
I think they're going to run it at Ox and Abule a lot because that position struggled. I mean, there was there was one play Abule made where did everything right, rips the tackler, staining in the hole. Dude just makes one cut, bounces outside, gets a big game. Boule should be bully. Yeah, but I mean, it's <laughs> that, that always confuses me. Bully and a boule. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we need to change some nicknames. That's what I think of. Yeah, really need those guys to play well this Saturday because uh, South Carolina. They do if they play well. I don't think South Carolina has a chance. Yeah, and, not to get too far ahead of myself, but I think that's kind of like. All right, there's a bunch of different ways Kentucky wins this game, and then there's even multiple ways Kentucky wins this game easily. That's one of the win the game easily stop scenarios. The <laughs> Just stop yeah, the run. Stop the run. UK's front seven dominates. UK wins easy. Yeah, because no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Really, the only pass production they've gotten out of anybody is Josh Van, and it's just we're hitting our shots with him. Kentucky doesn't give up big pass plays. They're gonna be like, all right, we're. We're going to force Luke Doty to be accurate underneath. He's probably going to use his legs some, but if you can just stop their natural run game, like you're going to you're going to force Luke Doty to do things he doesn't want to do. The more I've read on South Carolina this week on great websites like kentuckysportsradio.com and and all the the great UK websites out there, learning more about South Carolina, I can't help but like See Stoops licking his lips and being like, conservative defense, here we come. Like, because it is, it is yeah. kind of his cup. Like, the way that South Carolina wants to play, the way you combat that is okay, if you want to make a little three yard completions, that's fine. We'll be all over you when you do. And if the quarterback's going to want to run, run against this zone, there's not going to be anywhere really for you to go. So that's fine too. And then, you know, the deep plays. We'll, we'll have those taken care of as well. If you have too much time, then maybe you could get us on some of those deep plays. But I can't help but think Stoops is excited to play his style, which is kind of frustrating for fans that have thought the defense has been a little too conservative, not sending enough folks, which there's some truth to that, but there are some stats that prove otherwise with that. I, I want to see more pressure, Roush. I want to see more aggressiveness. I don't think it's probably going to be this game, though, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And I would also – I don't have the exact quote, but the way that kind of Brad White worded it, when you look at percentages, the best teams, I think, are like pressure teams. He's like, if you drop back to pass ten times and I send him one – like he, he did the whole numbers thing, and – if you go too aggressive, you end up third and grantheming yourself, you know? So there is like a it's, – it's a, a dance with the devil, you know? It's all about finding that right yin and yang. And, I mean, that's been the case with Kentucky's offense for the longest time. The defense has to do it as well. It's about knowing when to be aggressive, when to take your shots. Uh, Kentucky's offense timed them up pretty well. First two games of the year, they were off on the third. Uh, I thought Kentucky's defense timed up those shots really well. In the first game, they did them well. In the second game, in the last few possessions, um, but the third game, they were they were a little helter skelter in that second half. Yeah, they they gave up the touchdown in the first drive, zipped them up, and then the second half just were a little too poor. So there was another thing Yusuf Corker said yesterday. He's like, "Hey, let's be let's be better out of the gate. We got to come out hot." Did you just use Grantham as an adjective? Yes, Todd Grantham. Just making sure. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. I just third and Grantham. Yep. 
That's a very never uh, heard that before, Justin. No, f- fans of his teams love to. That's how they throw shade at him. God bless Todd Grantham. Really? What a gem. The fact that him and Petrino were on the same coaching staff is just hilarious. That that is why Kentucky beat Louisville in the Lamar year is because the the rift between Grantham and Petrino Mm -hmm. was so – after that Houston game, Louisville was done. Yeah. They were done. That Houston game, by the People way, people were fighting hilarious. with each other on the sidelines. They were they were potentially going to the college football playoffs, going they into that fifth. Houston game. Yeah, fifth for like if a they just take weeks care of business at Houston. I think that was a Thursday or Friday night. It was a Thursday night. Yeah, and they, Ed Oliver had like seventeen sacks, and then Lamar got hit so many times. And then the and you finish up against the Kentucky game. You just needed one team maybe to stumble up, and, you, and Louisville was going to the college football playoffs. Ends with a bad loss to Houston. The team had just totally quit. And especially defensively, and Kentucky uh, took advantage of that, which was a real nice time, Clark, for all involved at Papa John's, Papa Murphy's, Cardinal Stadium yeah. on that chilly November day. Which, by the way, a friend Adam Luckett brought this up to me. I know Adam. <laughs> if you're ever going to bet Florida State, don't you don't you bet him this weekend? I don't think pe- most people think to themselves, like, well, I know I'm going to bet Florida State at some point this season. Well, just need to figure out when. But if there was going to be a spot where Louisville's riding high, they think they're, they've got it back together, Florida State showed that they can play competent football in week one. They're kind of sliding. They should be able to get big plays on this defense, right? Isn't that Norvell's thing? The uh, the only reason I'm staying away from it is because who who freaking knows if Florida oh, State yeah. has given up? Oh, and well, they, they seem they seem pretty broken. That's my thing. I don't care who Florida State's playing. I'm not betting Florida. State. Have you seen their well, fans? Their fans no, are going. Have, their fans this, are going nuclear. There's not going to be anybody be, there. I think I think his point was this could be like they're we're rallying the troops for this, one game or else the season's over. This with. this is Louisville Central Florida game from last week. Exactly. If that's Louisville why, that's, loses Central Florida, they're probably done. Exactly, and that's why you think well maybe like if you think Florida State or Mike Norvell has any hope as head coach, he's rallying the troops for one game. But it's a uh, but they but U of L won, so like they now they're like hey ACC kind of stinks. Like what if we you know we can win we can steal one in Tallahassee and U of L beat the snot out of them last year. People do forget that as well. Yep. I'm I will certainly be staying away from it. Because one, I don't, I still don't think U of L is a good team, but but you got to give them credit for that win last week and how exciting it was. And I think they can beat Florida State, and I'm still not going to change my opinion on U of L not being all that great of a team. I'm staying away. Game reeks. I have no idea what's going to happen. You got two bad teams playing one another. I'm out. Wouldn't it be pretty funny if Florida State beat them though? Like, oh, U of L fans will freak out. I think that's honest- the that's the hard part of Satterfield is like you're still just one bad loss away from everybody just losing their minds again, which would could be Saturday. As much as you all have turned me off of Louisville, I think the funnier story is Florida State losing. Florida State starting zero and four. I don't want to see them win a game all year. For whatever reason, I hate Florida State. So here's the thing though, Justin, is we never deal with Florida State folks. Oh man, yeah. Saturday's the, gonna be awesome. The Louisville roller coaster. It's real. Like it would be so funny if two weeks ago they're fire sat sat out. He's the worst. Blah blah blah. <laughs> then the UCF game happens. They're like, "We're back, baby! Best team ever." Malik Cunningham, great quarterback. If they lost to Florida State, like I don't think they would be back on the fire Satterfield train immediately, but they would be, be crashing and burning quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Because like it. I mean, I guess at least Florida State has the redeeming logo, but you're right, though. That crowd's not going to be good Saturday. 
They're they're as manic as Louisville fans. Tickets as low as fourteen dollars. I can only imagine still living in Jacksonville and their fan base. Oh my! I bet there was a lot of Florida State fans in Jacksonville. There was actually a hell of a lot more Florida, but yeah, there are a lot of Florida State too. I guess Panhandle really is like a. It's almost like a different world. Yeah. So 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 full. I there was when I when I asked Josh Ali, he's like, "Oh, you're going back to your home state? (laughs) I'm not from." Jacksonville. I'm from South Florida. Was it Panhandle that you forgot what it was? It was something like I uh, I didn't mention it or oh, it, no. You thought like the whole Florida. No, was I, the, no was a I considered even North Florida, Jacksonville, part of the Panhandle. Gotcha. That's what it was. Yeah. Did because you just, like, do, did you just do that again. No, no. I, I was. I thought that Jacksonville might have some. Florida State fans, because it is North Florida, and it's not that far from Tallahassee. Okay. Five I just hours. want to make sure you didn't it's lump Jacksonville yeah. again into the panhandle. Damn. If if you if you all actually looked up like travel times between Florida cities, it would blow your mind. Oh, I one time drove from Panama to Daytona. I couldn't Probably believe how long that seven was. Seven hours? Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I had – yeah. It was like college, so there was somebody that – I'd liked in Daytona, and I was like, "Well, I'm in Panama. It won't be anything." And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" But I'd already said I'd do oh, it. On second thought, me uh, half. But, but I and drove. Then you were like, "Wow, there's other women in Panama." Thanks. No, I no, I, I I went, I went. Unfortunately, yeah, was I think it was a good time. Was but it, was it bike week? No, no, it wasn't. But it, it was worth your while, though. I, I suppose so, but uh, it wasn't your Hannah. your first statement would have was true and would have applied. Had I not gone, gotcha. And to Justin's point, if you know how far it was, I wouldn't have gone either. And yeah, like I pulled it up on my phone, but I would have just thought like three hours tops or something like that. And if you knew how your life was going to play out, and that that wasn't Hannah and Daytona, you probably wouldn't have went either. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> now I'm actually curious to see how long it is driving. I bet it's about seven. Wow. From Panama City, Panama to Daytona Beach, it's 75 hours. That's crazy. (laughs) I don't remember it being that long. That's, of course, the country, folks. Yeah, five and a half. Oh, that's it? Yeah. And I didn't even stop by St. Augustine. Never been there. I've drove through. Very old. Yeah, I mean, I've driven through it. I've never, like, stopped and read the the sign. It's not that cool of a town. I can't imagine that being, like, a destination place. Like, it's like Oh, it is. It is. It absolutely is. Really? Some say it's, like, America's oldest city. Well, I think that's because that's what they say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's no way to know for sure, though. All right, let's go to a break. We'll come back. Uh, we're going to try to get to the Thornton's text line a little bit earlier on That's into the show. That's a good idea. Um, um, did you get your Thornton's coffee and donut this morning? Uh, does it look like I got my you Thornton's coffee and donut? Because it's did the perfect you, stop for you, all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started. Did you go to Thornton's and get donuts and coffee? And I just, you didn't get just anybody, got the coffee. You didn't get anybody else anything? No, wow. I'm, I'm doing the fasting thing. So black wow. coffee for me at Thornton's. Use your refreshing what rewards card. psychopath. Bada boom, bada bang. <laughs> the only thing that Roush does right, though, is go to Thornton's. It's the best way to get your day started. It's 7.30 in the morning. Go to Thornton's. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Roll Radio. DJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We'll be right back.
There's not an appetite for casino gambling in Kentucky, but please give us our penny slots back for the lot. We need them. God, do we need them? (laughs) A timely rejoin given what we talked about in the first segment of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here on the Big X 96.1 FM. 14:50 a.m. That was a hilarious part about the slot machine stuff when the Family Foundation was like, "This is just gambling," and you all say that we can't gamble, so we got to take away this. And everybody was like, "Oh no, reach out to reach out to your legislator, reach out to the horsing community. They need these for the stakes races. Oh, the, they, po- the 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 now they the the we bring in the man, most with these pools. Cr- crazy how quickly they amended the Constitution to make it happen. Oh no, it's crazy." Oh. Some, when I'm looking through the rejoins, sometimes there's one that just jumps out, and that was that was my one today. I was like, yeah, that's that's timely. Bunch, of, bunch of dweebs, bunch of dweebs. Text on into the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. And remember, shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Sugar Bowl champ Alex Cupper. We are very appreciative of uh of thornton's and those guys as well and we like hearing from you all uh roush i'm in a giving mood how about best text we enjoy the most today we'll give out a little saucerita's a little saucerita's thursday oh, taco thursday yeah Is that all right works for me so keep them coming just it, it can be a good point it can be a funny point I, I would say the the best thing you can do is not try too hard uh, johnny yes <laughs> specifically yeah We'll give, we'll give away a free salsary design. Don't worry. He won't send his text in until 9.03. No. Wow. Justin's not happy with you, Johnny. Yeah, second every, Johnny. Every Did you day. call him a Johnny come lately? No. That's <laughs> what It's good. Every day. It's like clockwork, though. Nine o'clock strikes. Here comes Johnny's text. Everybody excited for the Ryder Cup? No. Not really. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Just, I'm not. I, yeah, I don't know either. I, Normally I am, but hell? I'm not. Ooh, I don't just, like this. I, I don't. I, 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 I don't get it. Justin Thomas has some really cool shoes for it. I saw those. What do you not? What do you not get? I don't. I don't, don't get, I don't get why I'm not excited. Maybe you just need to have it on. Then you'll get into it. Maybe yep. I'm worried that. Maybe I'm just worried because we usually don't do too well. No, we do generally pretty well at home. Not that we haven't had a collapse. We have, but yeah, we do all right. We I do, do all right for ourselves. I just wish Brooks and Bryson didn't agree to set aside their beef. I, Wait, the Ryder Cup. They agreed to that. I, yeah. I fill me in. Yeah. So basically, they just. Wh- who's the captain? Uh, Steve Stricker. Stricker. Yeah. Stricker. Yeah. So he basically talked to both of them and said, "We got to set all this aside for the Ryder Cup." They both agreed that they would set all their beef aside and it wouldn't be an issue. Um, so that's maybe that's why I'm not interested. I don't know. I, s- I still feel like there's some team chemistry issues though. Patrick oh, Reed's yeah. on the team, right? That's true. Yeah. And, like, like, Everyone hates Patrick. Yeah. Reed. Exactly. So like, there's going to be some. I don't know. I'm just... But that's the thing with the Ryder Cup. Do you have to have great team chemistry? I think you do just within your pairings, really. Within your pairings, you do. It just needs to be somebody that you can talk to. Like, openly discuss different things to. And if you got, like, paired up with somebody that you didn't really like, you're probably going to be less likely to talk through shots, all that sort of jazz, if you will. Yeah, and I did you see what the Euros did yesterday? Yes, that was pretty funny. So they were trying to, they were really 
trying to endear themselves to the local audience in Wisconsin. By the way, Straits. Patrick Reed's not on the team. Oh, yeah. I didn't I think he was. was I didn't think roster. he was. Had to double check. I, we're we're loaded. Our team's awesome. If we if we can't win, then you guys may be onto something. That like they're they're just some sort of voodoo again. It actually is a pretty like. I mean, it's stacked. Morikawa. Justin Dustin Thomas, Johnson, Bryson DeChambeau, Cantley's playing well. Kepka, Justin Xander, Thomas, Spieth. Spieth was actually Shoffley. played well as of lately. Yeah, Spieth has been on fire yeah. as much as I, th- you know, don't think at overly highly of. Hovland him. and uh, and John Rahm are the ones that. Can John Rahm, I'm so sick of seeing him do well in Ryder Cups. Uh, yeah, John Rahm is like the boogeyman for me. Rory always seems to kind of turn it on when he has to. Yeah. But it's going to be really fun rooting against Sergio Garcia. Why? What? What do you have against Sergio? It's Sergio what do you, Garcia. How do you, how do you not? What, 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 what are you going to tell me you, you don't want to root against Lee you, Westwood either? Justin, you might be the only person I've ever heard that doesn't dislike Sergio Garcia with a burning I, passion. I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand that from you all. What's what's He's the, the deal? Worst. Why? Because he is. Sergio he takes forever to shoot. Takes, he does takes the little, forever to he shoot. He puts the club head up and down I like didn't re- 17 times. I didn't realize y'all had played and behind him before. Very, my bad. Very, well, no, I've watched him when I've had crap to do, Justin. <laughs> and then what's great, too, is he finds a way to blow it. Like at TPC, I think it was against Ricky Fowler. He's really and he smug. Did he put two in the water or just one? Who cares? Either way, yeah. The smugness, you can just smell it through the Sounds television. Sounds like Justin's going for Team Europe if I'm reading the room. No, he I saw just, the cheese heads. No, this he's is... a Packers fan now. Yeah. They're wearing Packers colors, and he's like, you know what? I like these Euro guys. I like the cut of their jib. This is strictly clarification on the Sergio hate, because I've always thought Sergio seems like just such a nice guy. He's the he's one of the older <laughs> guys. He competes with those young fellows. I, I like Sergio. Always have. You're the only person I've ever heard say one good thing about Sergio Garcia. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being dead serious. That is wild. He is universally hated. I didn't realize there was so much Sergio hated. slander. I don't going think on. like hated like anybody wishes him ill will. But, but he's he was, not. He's not a likable golfer. He was the most cheered against golfer throughout this the is, early <laughs> Justin, Justin is aughts. gosh, Justin, Justin, Trevor, just who can be the weirder person? Uh, I, 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 mean, I truly, coming from the guy who has the Leonard, Leonard Hamilton, not a good coach. I like Sergio Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I what mean, he's, to do. He's not one of my favorites, but I don't dislike watching him. Oh, man. Like he's, and he's, this is the classic Justin, too. Let me just come off my take No, he's bit. He's just one of those guys that's always there. Like he's, I've yeah, never, he's there to cheer against. I've never like loved him. I've never hated him. But I mean, I, he seems like a likable guy. Oh man, I'm sure outside of golf, he's probably a normal enough fellow. That's not what we're talking about. I didn't think that was going to be such a hot take. Super hot. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> well, uh, one of your KRC takes. listeners, at least you have one person excited for the Ryder Cup, and that's <laughs> me. Now I am excited for the Ryder Cup because Justin's going to be cheering for Sergio, <laughs> and I'm just going to be giving him hell all weekend long. Take that, Scooter. Europe's also won seven <laughs> out of the last nine, so See, they they have one as of I'm late. Just telling you, like, but that, it didn't. It hasn't always been that way. No, I mean, it hasn't. But in recent memory, it's just been. And the thing that's, I think the the part that's been disheartening is that you they've the U.S. has never really made it. Like the last one, they didn't even really make a run at it. Like it was kind, it was kind of over by the oh, middle. La- of the day last two. one stunk. It was bad. And it was in. It I mean, com- they were they were they were in, they were in France. Yeah, it, nobody cared. Nobody cared. But the last Wait, time it was in America, court? it was equally as big as a beatdown for us Yanks. And that uh, 
we were watching some of that when Kentucky was playing down in Tuscaloosa. That was a fun weekend as well. So um, we beat them really badly there. The one that sticks out the most, and anybody that's a fan of golf is knows exactly what I'm talking about, but the one in Chicago – Medina, where we were off. like we were like going into Sunday, like dancing, having fun. You know, Sunday's where it's just like 1v1. Yeah. It's a point on the line for everybody. If you tie, it's a half point or whatever. And I forgot who it was that blew it. I forget who it was as well. But there like was some person it, in particular it was basically had Europe no had to win losing. six of the final ones, six of the final seven or something like that. They couldn't even tie. They had to win like six of the final seven. I think they just went ahead and won all seven of them. Like it was just an app, it was an absolute complete collapse. That one was the one that hurt. And if you, if you, if United States wins that one like they were supposed to, then United States has uh, won three out of the last five at that point, and you look at the series a little differently. You should, if you have some free time, go back and I guess watch, watch some it. highlights from the one here at Valhalla. Ugh. Boo Weekly, the boos from the crowd. That was that was fun. That was a lot of fun, and I, I didn't – Actually, didn't get to go to a day, but I went to a practice round. And that was a, a there was enough for round. me to really hate the Euros. Remember how too. bad traffic was? Yeah, that was before they did the parking at the or no, did they do the parking at the fairground still? We I did not do that. I parked. I like drove stupid little high schooler. Like drove out there, parked somewhere. Felt like I walked a mile. Maybe you did it right, but when they had the PGA, I parked at Papa Murphy's, and that was and the then play. They yeah, you that was yeah, much better. It was pretty easy. But uh, driving out there, as predictable, I guess it was probably pretty predictable. DJ coming back in twenty four. There was talks of nice. like maybe maybe it was just locally, and wouldn't we want that to be the talks? But there was talks of like should the, should Valhalla be the Ryder Cup's home course in the United States? Should that be like where they default when they play in the United States? Be great because they dominated and the crowd was so good. It was such a drunk crowd. They said. Yeah, I mean, they said it was like one of the rowdiest, drunkest they've gotten. You think in Wisconsin they'd give them a run for their money this weekend? They should. <sighs> I love the Ryder Cup. I, the only thing I hate about it is like during football. I, I, it just it, it's during football, <laughs> and as quickly as it like comes, it goes. Do you like it more than the Presidents Cup? Yes. Of oh my course. gosh, Justin. God. <laughs> I like the President's Cup. It doesn't get the same fanfare even close to it, a, but no, it, it's not. That's it, another I didn't realize was so hot takey. Jeez, OP. They're not even comparable. You're Man, just, it's like, I can't say hate. anything right today. Let's play the Euros no. so we can hate, or else we just play Jason Day and like one other guy because oh. it's Australia and the rest of the world. Oh, man. I, I will say the I think the biggest thing that the Ryder Cup doesn't have going for it, like I like the match play and the different styles, but that is its, its biggest problem is that it can get out of hand and it's over before you can even really enjoy it, you know. That's part of the. That's part of the, yeah. So the Presidents Cup, if you didn't know, that's international except for Europe. Yeah. And Riders Cup is Europe. Yeah, but international except for Europe is just Jason Day and who? I mean, it was like VJ and Ernie Els, but that's there, there's there's another South African that's good. Uh, uh, Mark Leishman. Mark Leishman. Hideki Matsuyama. Isn't Ustazen? Yes, of course. Yeah. Adam Scott. Adam Scott's, in, but still, it's like I don't can't give me the care because I can't collectively like part of it is collectively hating your region together. I can get behind just disliking Europeans because their fans wear really stupid hats. They do. Yeah, really dumb. The United hats. States has really dominated the Presidents Cup. They've only lost it once, as a matter of fact. Yeah, not even a real rivalry. Yeah, suck it. International, except for Europe. 
but Europe, not international, is also going to suck it at Whistling Straits this weekend. All right, let's get to the Thornton's text line. We said we're going to go to it a little sooner. 502-414-1450. So, wild ending to yesterday's show. (laughs) (laughs) We have a a time limit. Time limit cut off, so we cut off. Justin, thinking very quickly, said, let's just restart the timer. We'll We'll be right back on. No issues. Justin, we avoided complete and total disaster because I clicked back on it uh-huh. and I only saw the one on there. Right. Usually you have two, you know, two different accounts. Mm-hmm. This is kind of inside baseball. Just ignore this part. Anyways, I didn't know that we were on the air. I could have said anything and everything. Yes. That's that's why I started it so quick. I was like, T- all right, TJ, just close it out. We'll get out of here. And I did, but then I did. But you, but since the the other one wasn't signed on there, I couldn't hear you. Right. So I was I, on air. Yeah. I'll know that in the future. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just looking for you to close it out, and we would get out of there. It was a good but. time though. Uh, felt like we we dodged. A but bullet. we missed a couple. Texts, but we did right? miss a yeah. couple texts on yesterday's show. But we will get to those today. Uh, Texter says, to hell with game day. Bring the Barstool College football show to the UK LSU Keeneland Day. They do a Barstool football show. They started this year, I think. I don't know. I just I, saw I remember they did used to I remember they used to do one. They had Pat McAfee and then it just like they, technological difficulties. They couldn't they keep would it going. just go like it'd just be like a big party, basically. I think they like went to the U of L Florida State game back in like sixteen or seventeen Sounds or right. whatever. But um I think they've been doing that, but I didn't know that they still did it. But Yeah, uh, I saw clips of one recently. Because I don't even think they did one for week one, but it looked a little bit more higher tech. Folks, I just think people need to be aware. LSU is going to bring a snot full of fans to Lexington. And just do your part as a Kentucky fan to try to be at that game because we don't we don't need a we don't need being shown up in our own house. Nope. Can't let that happen. I bet it'll be similar to like the Georgia twenty eighteen crowd. Where it's like there are a ton of LSU fans in the Crow, but not where you got to worry about a majority or anything like that. Right, right, right. But there's going to be a ton because this is our. It's like when we mentioned yesterday, it's our chance to go to the Grove. This is LSU's chance. They haven't been here since '07, so they're going to come up. Even with the struggles, they're going to come up, get a day out at Keeneland. Go to Keeneland. They're going to get real rowdy, and then they're going to get really mad that Mitch won't serve them beer. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Keeneland, man. Uh, shout out a salute to one of the greatest to ever do it, Monomoy girl. She retired yesterday, nice. unfortunately. Had an injury during training on Tuesday. They were going to try to run her in one more Breeders' Cup distance. She's the fifth highest earning female in dirt in horse racing history. And uh, I think she won three Breeders' Cup distaffs. Just an all-time champ. Awesome. Uh, sad to see her have to end before getting one more ride in the Breeders' Cup. But... Uh, Latruska was probably going to win anyway. Latruska is just a bad bitch. She's just beating. All, she's beating all the Phillies Family right show. now. She's awesome. It might be Monomoy Girl might be the horse that's won me the most money. Probably. Yeah, I, I've won like three or four races with her for sure. She helped me win my pick five on Oaks Day. Great, great horse. Yeah, absolutely wonderful horse. Uh, I think had won at one point. The record. Uh, do I have it pulled up? Oh no, I couldn't get it pulled up quickly. But she's only. Let's see here. First, I mean, when you look at her card, one, two, I mean, there's only first or seconds in there of like in like 17 starts, and most of those are graded one stakes. Who was the trainer? Uh, Brad Cox, of oh, course. Okay. Yeah, that's why you bring it up. 
Got it. Yeah. But that was his first, like, <laughs> badass horse. So, uh, man, real shame, real shame. She won the Oaks back in 18, and uh, now she's hanging up the saddle. So, uh, enjoy. Not, female horses don't get the same life of luxury as male horses, but she's definitely going to be treated well. Definitely going to be treated well. Yeah, that's good. So. Hey, do want to remind you that this weekend, weather looking beautiful. Chariot Runs hosting a two-day individual tournament, the Fall Classic, September 25th, 26th. It's a two-person. And, and, oh, and then they also are doing a two-person tournament on October 16th. Yes, you got to remember that as well. Uh, next month, you get your favorite other golfer. Justin, you want to team up, see how we do? Uh, the 15th is my birthday, so if you want to get us in, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, uh, I, we, I can assure us we'd finish last. That's fine. We'd have we'd finish first and fun. Oh, yeah. You can bring we your daughter. You can bring your daughter. We could bring be, your daughter to work day. Bring your daughter to the golf course. Yeah, and I can be like, ah, played. Ooh, I can say that I had to hang up my professional golf career because of my child. Oh, I wanted to focus on the family more. So after we lose Justin, that huh. I was distracted. Well, there we have an excuse. So we we might finish last, but we'll finish first in fun points. I totally agree with that. If you're interested in playing in either of the events, you can call the Chariot Run Beautiful Course Pro Shop at eight one two five seven eight three three five five to register. Ooh. That's eight one two five seven eight three three five five to register. How it, hilarious is it that I just after Justin said there were no tea times, my dad just called in and got a tea time yesterday. That's I'm so mean, mad. I'm literally so <laughs> mad. I don't know if the kid just didn't know what he was doing or oh, what. So or maybe you just asked for too early. No. Like, we got I, in at 10 a.m. You said you're, what, tea times 10-10? Yeah. I think I literally asked for that time. <laughs> I said, I'm looking for a time around 10-10, 10-20. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we no. got something Did going on. Did you say on. for the right day? Uh, absolutely. Well, I checked on like three different days, and they were all blocked out. I was like, all right, this sucks. That's great. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know how you did it, Papa Roush, but nicely done. Uh, Monway, though, 14-3 and three and 17 starts. That's Three was two, three second places. That's great. That a lot of money. Like, sounds like a real nice horse. What a badass. That's, um, uh, hey, should we go back to the Thornton sex line? Uh, yeah, we should. Okay, good. Uh, Roush, if you need some security cameras for the new house to keep off the Louisville trash, hit me up. We'll give you the full Thornton's treatment. Ooh. I guess he puts the security cameras on Thornton's, too. Nice. Is that? I guess that's part of his construction deal. Which, I that was one thing I had to, something you don't, things you don't think about when you're moving from house to house. You can, in fact, move security systems. But you just gotta, I think we gotta take some of that. Like, if I don't want the next person to see it, gotta take it down before we show it. Like our bidet, since it's hardware and it's like plumbing, got to take that out before uh, before they uh, the people see our house. You don't have to. Don't have to, but just going to. Yeah, you <laughs> definitely want to take the bidet with you. Oh yeah, the new one actually does have one, but it's not as nice as the one we have. It's like a looks like a hose that you have on your sink. You know, the little spray nozzle. You you live a different lifestyle than I do, buddy. It's much classier. Uh, you really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, South the, side. The Rich Roush Horsing Empire, bidet using. Horse racing, golf, and bidets. Mm, oh, yeah. <laughs> Living the life of luxury. A texter says, I'm not nearly as worried about our pass rush as everyone else seems to be. We have yet to play a team who has, had, who has run many five-step drop plays, and we haven't been burned deep yet as a result of that. Sure, there's room for improvement in that area, but we have hurried the QB enough for me, given the short drops we've seen thus far. Pas- Pascal will hit a home, will get home a time or two in Columbia. 
They're, All right, I like that text. They do have – like, that's how South Carolina, that's how they pass the ball. They're not going to have Doty just pew, 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 try to get it out of his hands quickly. It's going to be, let's set him up nicely with play action, five-step drops, and try to throw it deep to Van. So – But you're saying that's what they will be doing? They're going to be dropping five, by, like taking long five-step dropbacks. Oh. Yeah. I thought you said that they were going to be trying to get the ball out quick. Well, roll them out, maybe let them run. Kentucky's going to dare South Carolina to because they know they don't want them to. They don't want them to throw it deep. Kentucky's going to dare South Carolina to throw it short because they don't. Gotcha. Want, they don't. They don't. Trust I thought that's what South Carolina wanted to do. So I guess I was mistaken of what offensive game plan they're going to try to do. So you're saying they're going to run, and then when they don't run, it's going to be a fake run, and they're going to try to hit Kentucky long for the most part. Doty, Doty. I mean. I would stay with the dink and dunk strategy that has worked a little bit D- against Doty's, this Kentucky Doty's defense. better running the ball and scrambling for his life than he is at dinking and dunking and throwing five-yard hitches. You know? So, I think that's the the thought process. Gotcha. Yeah, man, I mean, makes sense. Just, I, I want it to look uh, a little bit better. But I like the optimism from that text. And it, it, there is some truth to that. Kentucky has been close. And, again, it has resulted into some big plays. We just haven't really seen the smothering performance just yet, and I think we're all excited about that. Not yet. I mean, Louisiana was pretty smothering, but right. How many Kentucky legislator members will be at the grand opening of the Churchill Downs Indiana Casino? Over <laughs> under six and a half. Over. Oh, it's so funny too. They don't even hide it. Like Damon Thayer doesn't hide when he's at a Breeders' Cup and like you know in the winter circle. Oh, he's or really showing like it off. He loves it, and it's like, oh, how did you get that relationship by being their little. You know what, boy. <laughs> Seriously, just whatever they ask. Yes, please. Remember that berries and cream commercial? Reminds me of Damon Thayer's. <laughs> I'm a little lad. You remember? I don't really. I, I think I do. Oh, I'm too embarrassed to sing it on the air. <laughs> no, come on. Justin, you remember it. I don't. Yep, or I would sing it on the air. They say something along like berries and creams, berries and creams. I'm the little lad that loves berries and creams. <laughs> oh, actually, I, I, as soon as I pulled up, I know like the the picture I saw of the guy. He's like a he reminds me of like a Ward Farquad yes. in real life. Yeah, berries and creams, berries and creams. <laughs> That's what it is. Just do the voice, Terry. Come on. No, you got it. Yeah, come You're on. You're better at that stuff than I am. You nailed it. I only stick to Coach K and Rad impersonations. Betty's a cream. Betty's a cream. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hour two, Kentucky Roll Call coming up next. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, oh, Justin Kalen. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. All right, we found the video that we were talking about. And boy, did we have a really dumb laugh watching this video. Really hits you. Great callback. I wonder what year this was. Like 04. You think that long? No, I was thinking like it, 12 or it 13. It says 07 on the video. Yeah. So it, the fashion's definitely 
Okay. Okay. Uh, Just think of Damon Thayer uh, talking to the horse racing industry during this video. You tried these new berries and cream starburst? Pardon me. What kind of starburst did you just say? Berries. Berries? Berries and what else? And cream. Berries and cream, berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. Berries and cream, berries and cream. I'm a little lad who loves berries and cream. That's it. That's that's the commercial. <laughs> if you have everybody seen that commercial, I have never seen that. What? If a hand up, I can promise I've never seen that. Oh, it's just. That back when advertising used to really stick with you, you know? And by the way, you can get your Starburst or whatever candies you want at Thornton's. Yeah. And you can text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Download the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel every day. If you're like me and you drive around a lot, uh, that's huge. E- even if it's just you know a few cents off the gallon each time, it really does add up. Get your Refresher Rewards app today for third Thornton's and text on into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. And the best text on the Thornton's text line is when in a Salsaritas gift card today, Roush, Woo-hoo! because Salsaritas is delicious. The best. Deliciously different, some might say, including this Kentucky Roll Call host. Because here's the thing. When you go to one of those other quote-unquote fresh cantinas, they don't have the variety the options, the fresh ingredients like salseritas, everything there, they make it in the store. You can taste the freshness, the the sautéed, well-marinated meats, sautéed onions. They cook their their fajita vegetables all the way through, the guacamole. Mwah, so good. And you can even do like get a little crazy and go quesarito, right? Or, oh, yeah, or absolutely. You get the burrito with the queso on top. Really just. Just right, no rules, they always say. Exactly. Um, so go to Salsarita's Day. They've got two locations, one in Middletown out in Shelbyville Road and St. Matthew's on Hubbard's Line. That Middletown location, they've even got a drive through So download the app. It gives you free Salsarita's. And then get you a nacho tail- table tailgate to watch the cats this weekend. You know what I appreciate nacho about Salsarita's? What do you appreciate from Salsarita's? They have olives. I don't know why it's so hard for other places to carry olives, but that is a food that you should have with Mexican. So, Do you have olives at the bar? No. What? Well, Oh, yeah. I mean, I have green olives. But okay. the, the salsarita's got the you, black olives you can put in your burrito bowl. Oh. Olives mm. are one food that just never awesome. going to do it for me. Oh, Disgusting. Awesome. And they definitely don't deserve anywhere, belong anywhere near a pizza. Oh, definitely. Um, not anywhere close to it. It's not like pineapple, You shouldn't even though. say the word when eating pizza. Do, do you feel pineapple oh, goes my, on pizza? Pineapple parents, doesn't belong anywhere okay. near a pizza. When, when my parents order from uh, Bonnie and Clyde's, another free shout-out for them, but it's whenever they get Supreme, it's like you have to get half of it, no olives, because it's basically an olive pizza. There's so many olives on there. Let's do it's it. It's like the base of it is just Ew, olives. That's disgusting. Love olives. So uh, bad. One of my favorite pizza places in town, one time, the wife loves onion on pizza, which is uh, e- dumb. Yeah, I mean, it's I'm just down. dumb. Yeah. I, I, Onions I, with meat. I, I eat it. Yeah. I eat it, but it certainly isn't the best part of the pizza. Far from it. No, but our favorite place, we got onions. First time we had gotten onions from this place. And it, they just oh onion my, pizza. Yeah, I was like, God. we can't. We couldn't eat it. Even the wife who loves onions, we were just like, this is bad. This is too much. It's way too much onion. Felt like a 
Bam I think bar. the only thing that you cannot have too much of on pepperoni. pizza is pepperoni. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because even cheese, you can go, you can overdo it with the cheese. Absolutely. I'm a huge chicken on pizza fan and uh, basically have like made my friend suffer through, hey, if I'm ordering the pizza, you're probably going to have a little bit of chicken on it. Nobody else even close seems to like it as much as I do. To you the point it, where like, I don't I don't put it on there as much anymore because I heard so many people complaining about it. Probably took me too I long to come to that I don't complain about it, but it's just not. It doesn't. I don't it up, doesn't. It doesn't do much for me. I love just the juicy chicken with the cheese and the sauce. Do you go white sauce like, with it? Oh yeah. No. Got so to. Oh I have a uh, one of my friends, Acid Reflux. He he can only <laughs> do the white sauce pizzas. Like he he could do a red sauce if he's eating it at like noon and can take his uh you know Pepsid. If I were your friend, him. I would just tell people I'm not into pizza instead of embarrassing myself having to go with the white sauce every Ooh, time. The the worst part, uh, recently they we were out and about uh, for a night on the town. It was our buddy's 30th birthday. All right. And they were talking about, oh, man, I'm so hungry. Haven't eaten anything all day. Going to order this pizza. Going to order this pizza. It's going to be so great. You get home. We check our Snapchat in this group chat. Somebody's like, look what just showed up to our door. And it was another friend's house where they ordered pizza from the last time. <laughs> pizza went to the wrong house. They were just sitting there at like 1230 oh, on man. like a Saturday night. Just no, no plans, just watching TV and a pizza shows up at their door. Oh, a white awesome. chicken pizza and they were like, you know, it's not the best, but I'm still going to eat a freaking pizza if it shows up oh. to your door unexpectedly for free at 1230 at night. You know, I did that not too long ago. I ordered pizza. I was at my apartment and I... It said it was on the way, so I was checking the tracker, and it was all these neighborhoods that I had never heard of. So I zoomed in. Turns out I ordered it to work. Oh, so man. I had to order another one. I called work. I was like, y'all, pizza coming. Y'all can eat it. <laughs> I'm not going to be there, obviously. They eat it? <laughs> they did, yeah. And then there was even some left over for me the next day. Oh, great. So it all worked out for <laughs> yeah. Justin there in the end. Uh, all right, uh, Roush, you have any sports things you want to get to this hour? Uh, I thought there was one other thing, but it's escaping my mind, my brain right now. Maybe it'll more a Dimbona updates and whatnot. Are you sure you're pronouncing that right, by the way? Is that how it's said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why not? I was just curious. What, how do you think it is? I don't know. I I think y'all are probably right. Did you see Northwestern got a $480 million gift for the football program? So who is that Ryan? Like, what do they do? How do they have all that money? That family? Patrick and Shirley Ryan? Yeah, like, what's their... Uh, that was the first question I had. They... I don't know. Um, Not sure. Yeah, not really sure. I, I do... I would like to mention that the Rose Bowl can suck it. The Rose Bowl, take out your suck it and suck Whoa, it. Whoa, this seems misplaced. I love the Rose Bowl. Yes, but it's gonna. It's the only thing like stopping college football playoff expansion from going smoothly. Oh yeah, suck it, Rose Bowl. Yeah, like, in 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 factually, the thing that it's really holding back is having the playoff at home venues for your first round, which needs to happen. Like, home playoff games would be the best atmospheres in all of college football, yeah, and they be, don't it, want it to happen. It'd be amazing. And the Rose Bowl doesn't because in order to get their traditional date. You would need get over it, Rose Bowl. Yeah, you've everything you've been doing basically the last few years has been breaking tradition. You you don't do the parade. You don't do just times have changed. You move on from it. You you still have an awesome game. Don't ruin it for everybody. The only the 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 only reason why it's a problem too 
is because the Pac-12 is like, we have to, like, that's the last wagon they, they can hitch to at this point because they're a joke. Everybody knows it. They're the laughing stock of college football. And they're like, oh, my gosh, we, we've got to do whatever to make the Rose Bowl happy because this is our one chance for everybody to watch us no matter what because people love seeing the mountains of Pasadena in the background as the sun's setting on New Year's Day. So, uh, Ross Doesn't Dellin- have to be on New Year's Day. I'd love it on any day. Yeah, I would too. Ross Dellinger made a, a fun little flow chart here, and uh, it's will a playoff model pass, and it's talking about going to eight teams, 12 teams, and things are going well, and then the Rose Bowls just plop down right in the middle of it. Like, it has its own tree. I've got it pulled up. I here. mean, it's and I, I did see the nat. I did see a lot of national writers like talking about the Rose Bowl, but most of them are fart sniffers, so I didn't click on their links. But so this is very clearly like inside big time college football sources are telling these national writers that it's just the Rose Bowl. Like yeah. the Rose Bowl's the one that is being the the stinkiest year. Yeah, and there's also a uh, a hesitancy from some of the other power conferences to go against Greg Sankey just because he was the first to get Oklahoma in Texas. It's like, oh my gosh, he's this guy. We've got a, he's up to something. So we can't cooperate with him. Whatever he wants, surely it's bad for the rest of us. It's like, no, you idiots. He was just quick to jump on Oklahoma and Texas. And Justin, what are you, what, yeah, what's, what's, good, what's, what's going, going on, on in there, buddy? The noise oh. that you're making? It sounds like you're like playing uh, yeah. Oh, is yeah. It that? Okay. a video game or something. Do you know what is we it? are doing a radio show. I didn't know it was what, coming through the mic. What, what you, it's not. I can just hear it. Oh, what, okay. what is it? It's my restless leg syndrome. Oh, you're just like <laughs> tapping your leg? I thought no, you I'm was just, like banging I'm, a space I'm bar literally, So I'm shaking my leg and there's like a drawer here. So my bad. I didn't realize it was coming through. <laughs> He's, you know what it is? It's got to be a scooter accident. And he's got PTSD, and now no. he just wants to kick his leg like he's on a scooter. <laughs> Continue, Roush. I, I, the politics of all the behind-the-scenes stuff, like it's the stuff that I don't enjoy keeping up with as much because it really seems not unnecessary, but like it's all of these rich guys in a room, and they want to make themselves look good. And Greg Sankey made them look bad by getting Texas and Oklahoma and doing it basically under wraps until the week before they made it official. I mean, God went really far into making it happen without any of them knowing. And this is all while he was convincing everybody that the 12-team model worked. Well, now all of a sudden people are like, wait, I don't know, this 12-team, it could not be good. It's like you all liked it before Sankey got Texas and Oklahoma. You're just mad at him for getting Texas and Oklahoma. Stupid. It is so dumb. <laughs> so stupid. People, so many- their, their self-interests are outweighing their conference's interests and college football's interests in, as a whole. Certainly college football's interest as a whole. SEC needs to play hardball and basically... Bully. They need to bully and be like, listen, at the end of the day, we we can go get some more teams if we need to, and we can do our own like SEC quarterfinals and have an SEC champion. At minimum, they're going to get invited to whatever stupid little thing you all are going to do, mm. and they're going to win that thing. 
uh, but we'll get all the TV money based on our event. Basically, if worse comes to worse, we could do our own thing. Yeah. But, and it'll but that, still but, make a ton but of money. That's, that's their ground level. Then you go to the ACC, you go to group of fives, you go to Big Ten if, they're will, if they want to, you go to the Big 12 because you know they wouldn't say no. And you say, hey, if the Pac-12 doesn't want to do their own tournament, then we're going to do our own college football playoff. They can have their own, do whatever. Would you guys like to join us for our own? And I don't think they'd say no to the SEC's offer of like, Split pot, yeah, split yeah. money, money with this SEC, and I, I you know that the SEC is going to be pulling the strings when it's all said and done here, anyway. So right, right. I, I, the one thing that they do, the other conferences, like one of their sticking points that makes sense and is, I think, in everybody's best interest in totality, is not making it exclusive TV rights for just ESPN, like having multiple TV partners. Because when you get more, I'm cool with that. You get you you're just you're going to generate more money if you've got more people buying into this to get rights to some of those games. So like, I I, I totally get that, and, and and that goes back to the the ESPN is the reason why Texas and Oklahoma aren't here. And it's like, all right, that's not the entire reason. It plays a role because ESPN has a ton of money that they're going to throw at the SEC to have exclusive rights. But I, I do at least get that side of the story from the Big Ten, from the Pac-12, in particular because like Fox is their TV partner right now. So I, I'm, I'm totally cool with... Oh, you you're do like the, a, yeah, do like the NFL playoff. NFL playoff, yeah. first rounds, everybody gets... gets yeah, a, you split it up. If you've got So if it's a 12-team playoff, it's four games that weekend, right? That opening weekend, eight teams. Half go to ESPN, half go to Fox. ESPN, ABC, and then the other half at Fox. They have and then one the on ABC week, or one on ABC, one on CBS, one on NBC, and one on Fox. Yeah, but I would think they would. And then for the yeah. quarterfinals, or you can split it up at some point, but at least everybody's at least being able to advertise for it right. throughout the season and their own broadcast and coverage saying, hey, college football playoff, 12 teams, we'll host the opening, You know, we'll, we'll, we'll have a stake in it. That would be good. It seems like there's a way to do this maturely where everybody's going to be making money. The fans are going to be happy, which should be most important, obviously. Right, right, it's right. not. And no one conference or no one team is going to get especially hosed over in all this. And it's still so dumb. That's like, well, if it's 12 teams, it's just going to be too many SEC teams. We're at four right now, and it's frequently two SEC teams. Yeah, that's so 50%. Half, it will, it, <laughs> we could go to eight, or we could go to 12. And it's not going to be as many And it's never going to be 50% teams. in exactly. either one of them. So shut up. You you all are just so – such like a timid mindset. Like, oh, we could, who, is the SEC going to be getting their way? The one – Or is our traditions going to be lost? I, I'm also wondering, too, if – if this year, like we've already had Ohio State lose once, if Clemson looks shaky, you know, it, it, they've lost to Georgia, and they, if they lose an ACC game, they're going to be out of playoff contention. So I, I think if you see some of those normal name brands that have been filling it up every year in the 14 playoff, if there's a little bit of shakeup there, even if it's just Georgia, you know, <laughs> representing the SEC, like if there's some, uh, not parody, but if there's a little bit of variety in their choice this year, if that pushes the playoff expansion narrative harder. I don't know. The thing is, people are so short-sighted with this stuff that like they they make decisions based on how things are today, not what it could, should or would be. Like the SEC, this is like hey Big 10 and ACC, like the SEC hasn't always been this far apart from everybody else. 
You should be like you can cut. You all can be good too. Yep. So work towards that. And the college football playoff in ten or fifteen years. What what if another conference is the dominant team? Like you're going to be happy. Uh, every conference has a chance to be able to thrive in an expanded college football playoff, and you theoretically have more chances at winning a national championship even if you feel like you don't get enough exposure or you don't other teams, there's a bias with those other teams. Guess what? If there's 12, you're probably still going to get in the party. And at that point, sometime at some point it's got to be settled on the field. And that's what I think some of these other conferences don't realize or they're scared. And I think that's probably actually what yeah, it is. Let's get back to the Thornton sex line. If you're scared, go to church. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton's text line. A texter says, uh, he quote uh, a texter sent in your tweet of JJ Weaver saying USC is going to bring it, but we're going to bring it too. And the texter adds, "Nah, let's go." Yeah, let's go. Well, it seems like the team has bounced back in terms of not not having a Chattanooga hangover. Didn't look good in that game. Nope. But I, I think there is a like we can't have people like let's let's shake that filth off. Like, that was, let's go and punch South Carolina in the mouth. And also, South Carolina does play, like, I think there's something to be said for getting up for a game. Like, they're they're excited. I I remember talking to Bohanna and Hoskins after the season ended, and they're like, man, you know how hard it is to just get ready to play? Like, practice sucks when you're playing a team like Chattanooga. Like, it's not that exciting. You're never excited to play a Chattanooga. But to go – to a place like South Carolina to hear the sandstorm and like, like they love that stuff. And if you can't get up for that game, then you know what the hell can you get up for? Are they going to show Frank Beamer on the sidelines a million times on Saturday? Yes. Is he going to be on the sidelines? I don't know. It could be. You know who is going to be on the sidelines for at least pregame? Who's that? Uh, one Dane Key. Uh, oh yeah, I saw visiting. that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, good time to whoop their ass and then. Put up a bunch of points. Would be nice. Yeah, would be real nice, car. Also, I for one second kind of uh, forgot Frank Beamer and uh, Bud Foster. Yeah, but yeah, happens. Know. Virginia Tech. They're connected. To the hip. It yeah. It, it, it it's it it goes hand in hand. So just forget that. We'll act like we'll take that off the podcast. Act like that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> another texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. It's Brad from Bellbrook. Hey Brad. Hey Brad. Do you guys think Isaiah Cummings has the potential to become the number two target later in the season? Right now, Robinson and Ali are the clear cut top two. But with all the deep shots we've thrown to them, we should have the middle of the field open for a faster pass catching tight end. That's where I could see Cummings flourish. I'll see myself out now. That's a good. I mean, Cummings really isn't a speedster, right? But I mean, relative to his position, he is faster than the average tight end, probably. But right. I still don't think you can. I think you can kind of get him in more athleticism matchups more than yeah, speed yeah. Matchups. Like he, you get him against linebackers much more often in safeties, um, whereas he would be up against corners if he was playing receiver. Exactly. I think I think yeah. you get into to hair splitting at times with that like number two target like. Is there a big difference between the number two and number three and number four? Like, I have a feeling it changes all, from game to game. I have a feeling Wandale is always going to get more, but then the next Ali will probably be second, but only slightly ahead of Epson Cummings. Which those guys, hey, Will, I, I think he got Wandale got 14 targets out of his 28, 26 pass attempts last week. Hmm. You know, maybe. 
maybe give three of those or four of those to some of your other guys who have proven. Like, that was going into the season. We didn't know, all right, Wandale, we know Wandale and Arley are good, or the other guys are good. The other guys have proven that they're pretty competent. Wandale, open, he's opened things up for them. Just hit them. You don't need to force in some of those balls to Wandale. No, you do not. And that I, I totally agree with you. The other wide receivers have stepped up. The issues with the offense, it really a lot of it comes back to Will, throwing balls too hard, being a little bit behind. Uh, he's made some great plays, too. That's, that's A lot of great plays. Starting yeah. to think that's just going to be what we're going to get with Will this season is there's going to be some that are jaw-dropping. Literally any throw is open when Kentucky drops back to pass. That's a fun feeling, but a mistake could happen on any of them, which is a little concerning. That's why I just would, at least against South Carolina, gosh, this really bugs me, too. How often... Chattanooga game, it was every freaking play, how far off the secondary would play. And it'd be like third and three or third and four, and you'd be like, you could just throw it out to that wide receiver and get the first down. And I get it, you're doing Chattanooga, you're probably working on some other things. But UK's mindset and Will Levis's mindset, more importantly, needs to be, the big plays are going to be there. I know yeah. I can throw this ball anywhere over the field, and I will, but my number one priority is let's just move the chains. Yeah. If you're moving the chains, you're not coming off the field, you're getting down in scoring position, and at some point you've got a running back that has a nose for the end zone when he's not fumbling, and then you've got other playmakers that are going to find ways to get in. At least you'd hope that you're going to be able to get three. Keep moving the chains. I, I think I, I like the aggressiveness from time to time, but sometimes I just miss the idea of, all right, let's get this first down, and then we can – we can do it again. You can take your shots or first on first or second down. Third down, I like just being able to do what you got to do to to keep the drive alive. And Levis, I think, mm-hmm. could benefit from that. Sometimes just making the more like the, the hey, simpler throw. It's a or tucking it and running it. Tucking and running it yeah, too. That, that works fine. But I swear, if South Carolina lines up like so many t- college teams do this, where they are just playing nine yards off the wide receiver, and like I get it, you're probably not getting more than three or four yards because the the cornerback's going to jump as soon as he sees the quarterback kind of step sees the wide receiver step back to catch the ball, the wide res- the cornerback's going to be coming up a million miles an hour. You're probably only getting a couple yards. But on the flip side, if the cornerback misses that tackle for what it's worth, then good night. Who knows what's coming from that. Secondly, at minimum, all right, three or four yards gets you the first down. Well, you got to take advantage of cornerbacks that play that far off. Uh, sometimes I, I'm happy teams don't do that to Kentucky because we give up those easy plays, those easy yards. Um, again, I know that defense coordinators and stuff like that know a hell of a lot more about football than I do. But that's that is something that's there. Kentucky could take it against Chattanooga, didn't do it. But the overall sentiment that Levis needs to make the easier play from time to time does ring true. Another texter says, "I listened to yesterday's show on podcast last night, and I have some info on the Rupp renovation." Ooh, Whoa. love it! Juicy Ooh. way to start a text. Somebody wants some salsaritas. I was there last Friday for the Eric Church concert, and there's currently only one entrance into Rupp that what? is currently open. There has been absolutely nothing done to the Rupp Box Concourse Arena. The entrance was through the new convention center, which is gorgeous, but you walk through the same blue doors and nothing has changed. But it's never seemed more old and outdated. Small concourse, too few concessions, same old arena, should have knocked it completely down and made a world-class facility where they actually could have made more revenue from the suites. Whoa! So basically, the things they did a few years ago for the renovations for Rupp in the interior of the arena, that's what it is. 
and everything else has just been exterior, according to this texture on the Thornton's text line. Mm. Love it. I mean, I hate it, but I love the inside scoop here, yep. and it's not really all that surprising, unfortunately. Uh, I mean, I was hoping that it would be completely different. You didn't really know what was going on inside of it, but according to this texture, not anything. Or, I do agree. I wish they would have built a new arena. Easy for me to say, not my money, but... Um, or here, they could be... That could be down the pipe, but yet they're just so far behind that they haven't even gotten to it yet. I mean, that's probably what it is. Yeah. So probably what's going to happen is like the exterior for this season we'll and the next off off season, they'll start doing the interior to Rupp Arena because yeah. they did have plans to do different things there. But the texture's right. I mean, so you can't like the concourses are kind of what they are. You mm-hmm. can make them look nicer and shinier and they've done that to some extent. You can get new paint, but they are still just, there's parts of that Rupp Arena where that just feels really tight which people aren't liking more and more with their arenas, which does make sense because who likes crowded spaces? A texter says on the Thornton's text line, I came out last week thinking Carrington Valentine was getting picked apart, but the analytics favor him. He made a couple big plays, but I found that pleasantly surprising. Yeah. I've had games like that where I thought somebody looked terrible and then like you have different writers or media members be like, wow, his passer rating was amazing, you know, something like that. Happens to me too, texter. Yeah, and secondary's just got to be everybody's got to step up. I also think that because they're throwing at him more, we're just seeing him more. It's true. You know? So like That's the thing about Jair Alexander for the Packers. You forget sometimes he's even on the team because teams <laughs> just don't go his way. Right, right. Yeah. So they're they're picking on him a little bit better or a little bit more and I feel like he's getting better. It's just, you know, fourth game as a starter. Meanwhile, for Packers fans, Kevin King, you think that he's a part of every defensive play because teams do pick on him. Unlike Valentine, though, Kevin King doesn't really all that often do great things, unfortunately, Mm. for my pack attack. All right, let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll finish up the Thornton's text line, give away some salsaritas, uh, any other quick hitters. We'll get to those as well. You're listening to KRC on a Thursday. This is Big Exports Radio, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Bigger and sexier. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Now let's go to Ollie Williams with the Adoptive Pet of the Week. Who wants this dog? Thanks, Ollie. There's the dog. Yeah, this is a story of famous dog. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Isn't this like uh, an ant special at a wedding? No, I don't know. Is it? Oh, that's a great my, song. my ants are big on this song. Bow wow wow yippee yo yippee yo. It was unfamiliar. I don't know what it is. Maybe they do like a dog barking thing. Oh, <laughs> last wedding I went to chicken dance. So much fun. Duke was a big fan of that. The chicken dance? Yeah, I was as well as a kid. He's man. He's just doing more and more stuff. It's hilarious. Like what? What what has he like, got going on lately? You know, it used to be like kind of a pain. Be like, all right, we've got to brush your teeth. And then now he like wants to do it because you know he sees us doing it or um, in Sesame Street whenever the the count von count does the number of the day he stomps so Duke has to get up and start stomping around too it's it's pretty cute that is cute <laughs> yeah 
So, uh, and like he also like if he wants you to do something, he will physically like try to like pick you up or like, no, Dad, come here, you know, come, you know, or like, you've got to push this toy, and like, no, no, you know. So it's, it's fun. Good, a lot of fun. That is fun. Well, that's sweet. Uh, You know, it is also fun and sweet. The Bobby Cook Golf Academy. Oh, sweet place to work on your game. Don't have to worry about nasty weather. No. Swampy, soggy courses, not a Bobby Cook Golf Academy. Nope, because they've got three, is it three or four state-of-the-art simulators? They've got three simulators since the last time I've been there. You never know with old Bobby. He could have added another one. Well, because there's three against the, it was three against the wall, right? Two against the wall and the one big one. But they got the big putting green back there. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's uh, nice. A chunk Um, of the facility. I mean, it's a great place to work on your game, whether you're just going by yourself to hit the driving range Mm -hmm. or get some lessons from Bobby. You need to check it out today. Conveniently located right off I-65 on Exit 4 in Southern Indiana. It's a short drive anywhere. It's a short drive to anywhere. Just come visit him. Book your tea time at bobbycookgolfacademy.com or give him a call at 812-913-4415. Man, just love. Weird weird week where I love the NFL lines but didn't love the college football lines. I'm the exact opposite. Wow. I love NFL is just like speaking to me, and I love it. Usually that's how I have a really painful betting day. But, yeah, I'm going to let these bad boys rip. Woo, let them rip. Um, oh, I forgot to share my scoop from yesterday. Oh, yeah, on the uh, fight between your former ex-boss and Michael Bennett. Let's hear it. We're very excited. Here's the scoop. Okay. There is no scoop. <laughs> well, but, like, I really think that all of this, like, did Matt get Michael kicked off air? No, that's not the case. I heart he it was paid programming. I heart up their rates. Michael didn't want to pay with it. It's his retirement job. Why does he want to keep dealing with it? Now, I think Michael's still like throwing jabs for the attention. But I don't like he he got ratioed the other day for just an objectively bad take. Which take was that? I know I'm gonna get criticized for this, but no player from a team that is playing in a sport in season should be going to autograph sessions. Off season is completely different. Any business that is requesting a player during the season is being selfish and should know better. So he had a bad take, and then he just like threw a jab at Matt at the end. When like, here's the thing: we don't it's ask. Just weird calling a business selfish when you are selfishly saying don't go out in public because you may get COVID and hurt our team. Also, that's weird to say that somebody else is selfish when KS, that's your take. KS Bar also doesn't charge like these. Like they 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 go to us. We don't charge them anything. Wow. Well, they. I mean. I mean it helps having people yeah, in the restaurant, of course, but it's not like we're charging them to use their space or anything. Sure. So it's a, good, so it's a nice still, location. You're still, when you bring in big names, that's good for a business. It's not like KS Bar is not seeing some benefit from hosting these right, events. Right, right, right. Uh, there's, but that's so, that's, but having what, that's an what businesses anti, do. Having an anti money making take is just really dumb. But it's just wild that that would be like where, and this hasn't this been the whole freaking thing with COVID, but like that's where you're putting your foot down with COVID. Your issue isn't with like fans being packed into stands. It's that kids may give your favorite athletes COVID. I don't even think it's to, that. I think he's like saying that it'll be bad for the team because they're no, out no, making no. money. It's, no, it's COVID. It's COVID related? Yes. Read, read any of the replies in the tweet, uh, every other tweet. It's all COVID related. Oh, well, that's even sillier. Very yeah. silly. 
Yeah, no. Roz is what it was. That's funny. Followed it up. Sure, it's sure, but during a pandemic, absolutely not. Like I've tweeted before, who wants to meet the players and get their autographs the most? It's kids. Where's COVID going rampant? Kids. What am I missing? Which it's not going rampant with kids. Uh, Just the amount of fake news that's out there around COVID. But wild take. Wild take there. But I I sure, uh, I always love a good Twitter beef. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Enjoyable to see all the same. And uh, wild stuff. Wild, wild stuff. Let's get back to the Thornton sex line. 502-414-1450. What's up, fellas? One day closer to a 4-0 start to the season. Am I worried? Hell no. Anyone who's worried about how Kentucky played against the Mocs can suck it. Yeah. Let's leave it at that. Look at it like this. They were hit with a ton, tons of adversity in that game, and they still had the will to win. Be grateful it was against an FCS team and not an SEC team. We will be great going forward. Love you guys. It's not Frank. It's Allen. Hey, Allen. Allen. Love the optimism. I also think Kentucky is 4-0. And at the end of the day, that's what we wanted at the start of the season, a 4-0 start. That's what we thought should be obtainable. It's there for the taking. you got to beat a bad South Carolina team, and then we can start getting into silly season heading into that Florida game. Oh, man. Silly season. Love it. It will be fun. If we're yeah. 4-0 and we're going into that Florida game – we're gonna. There's gonna be some. There's gonna, gonna be, be some fun, sl- crazy talk. Gonna be slap happy like my son right before bedtime. Just gets all giggly. Blasted everything. It's gonna be a good time. Man, can't wait. Uh, Texter says, "Does this look like a 903 text? They got your <laughs> sucking, suck it, Hoosier Scooter Dingus." Oh, that must be from Johnny. <laughs> it was. Didn't yeah. take kindly oh, to man. that. that this good. is. We've got some really great text. I love that he. Uh-huh. I love Salsaritas. that he texted in so fast. We might just be firing off salsaritas <laughs> yeah, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Salsaritas on KRC. LOL, Justin, like Sergio, you a big Greg Marshall fan? Diehard Duke guy? <laughs> Nerd. I do like Greg Marshall. Texter on of the Thornton's text line <laughs> says, Justin Kalen, big Saddam Hussein guy. <laughs> People don't like that guy? <laughs> oh, man. But he brought stability to the region. <laughs> I thought people liked him. Oh, that guy's got to get Saul's That's so good. Yeah, I think the Saddam Hussein guy is the leader in the clubhouse. <laughs> Texter says, Robert, hyped about Survivor being back, fellas. Have plenty of opinions on the first episode, including my pick to win. I'll post my comments on the Patreon whenever that releases. Yeah, we're going to record it after this, and then I'll post it uh, when I get back to my office. I'll- Probably around 10-ish somewhere, give or take. Don't hold me to that. But, yeah, we're going to be doing it, and we're going to stick with it. Very excited. And even if you can't make it, me and Jess are going to be talking Survivor. That's fine with me. And only 26 days. Yeah, we got a lot to get to after today's KRC, which we're excited about. We're going to be getting out of here on time today (laughs) so we can talk Survivor. Which, by the way, repping my Survivor swag today. That's solid. That's very nice. Very excited. Yeah. Uh, Sources tell me Justin has his little iguana dressed up in a little Team Euro cap. (laughs) Oh, can you just imagine a guana with one of those goofy uh, little hats on it? Them and Justin. It hit, what was it? Sparky and Justin just rooting on Sergio? That's right. <laughs> what are some old uh, England songs? Football's God. coming <laughs> home. God Save the Queen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really a Europe song necessarily. Yeah, but might as well yeah, be. Is that the second time we've brought that up yeah, today? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> 
What if that was just like they're announcing, you know, like <laughs> they do like a call to the post or something for the USA or they're they're playing God Bless America and then the Euros come out to the tea box. <laughs> but, they, but they incidentally play that for Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you know, his name. We just couldn't. He's just like, God damn it. I'm an American. Oh, goodness. You should... <laughs> I have a brass chest. <laughs> I hope I hope Americans. You know what? I'm big Team USA guy, rooting for Team USA too. But Bryson needs to get heckled. Oh man, you the Euros got to be calling Brooksy. This is right? your come to Jesus moment here, Bryson DeChambeau. You get heckled by your home fans for this weekend only. You take it like a champ. You win the Ryder Cup, and then where everybody is can move on. Right? Right. You come out of this, you learn how to kind of take a little criticism, laugh at yourself, first and foremost. Don't be such an awkward dweeb. And then we win the Ryder Cup, everybody's happy, but don't start crying again if somebody calls you Brooksy. <laughs> Goodness gracious, you think a millionaire would have somebody, oh, a, a multi-millionaire, would have somebody in their life to go up to him and be like, hey, the more you act like something bothers you, the more people are going to do it. So as much as like I want him, like, I don't, I'm glad he is this thin-skinned person who lacks it's total so, self-awareness. It's also so funny because he's like the guy that hits the ball the furthest. It'd be, oh, it's it'd be so like the, it'd overcompensating. Be like, it'd be like Mark McGuire if he like cried anybody anytime anybody. He may have had some emotional stuff going on with steroids. Yeah. But like it'd be like Mark McGuire just being the thinnest skin person in the MLB. And and uh, some people would say maybe Barry Bonds was. He did do a lot of uh, crying, like hugging his kid at home play. Remember that was a big thing? Yeah, that's cute though. Oh, yeah, and when you were a kid, you just wanted to be that kid. Like, imagine your dad just there hitting dingers. You My know? dad would come home from a busy day of praising and do the same thing, so it was equal. He would walk in and step on home plate. Like, <laughs> oh, boy. I can't wait for the Ryder Cup. Can't wait. It'll probably be on while we're doing – I wonder what time it starts officially tomorrow. They are on Central Time. Lucky pass. Also need to freshen up on like the how it works. What, well, Wins. I know at least what games they play. I just don't know the order. Right. I just right. know the final day is one v one. Everybody's got to get paired up. You don't know whether to put the good people at the start at the back. Love the alternate shots. My favorite because like you were co- totally dependent on your partner. Yes. Yeah, and sometimes a partner's playing really bad, and the other one's playing great, and, and it's just like, how like can I clean this yeah. up for you again? Oh man. Very yeah. relatable too. Totally relatable because it's like you're on a scramble and you're like, God, except you know, they're like a million weight. times better. But yes. yeah, yeah. But and I'm usually the dead weight, you know. So, the Hollow Rider Cup was my 21st birthday, and the pops took me to it. Ended the night falling face first from a bar stool at O'Shea's, but it was a vibe. Dude, that sounds great. Oh, what a memory. Falling that's face awesome. First. Good on your pops. What a what a uh, you know. I mean, that's that, kind of what a way to spend a 21st birthday. Such a great feeling too. Whenever you. Like, cause you you probably would get into bars before twenty one, but the casual beers mm-hmm. that like at a ball game, oh man, it feels so good to walk up and just be like, "Sir, may I see your ID?" Yes, you can. Brewing on the Americans, having legal brews outside. The weather was great. I think maybe it was a little warm, but I think it was pretty nice if I remember correctly. Good stuff. Good texting of the show. I like that. Yeah, uh, if we didn't really have do. some funny ones before, you may be the Salsaritas Clubhouse leader. John here. Good morning. Let's go. We are so much closer to game time. Cats by 90. Hey, guys, what do you think about Cordell Patterson and his recent surge as a utility player in the NFL? He's been playing wide receiver, running back, kick returner. To me, his fantasy value is cl- crazy good at this time. What do you guys think? I don't. Uh, stayed away from him on free agency. But obviously- Cordell Patterson is just... He is an opportunistic player that I think his fantasy stats don't really 
showcase his value. He, I, I'm, He's 30 I'm, years old. I'm staying away from him. He's 30 years old. I'm 30 years old. He's 30 years old, and you know he's been doing this for a long time. But like that, Wells going to run dry eventually for the Falcons. So Falcons stink. Although yeah. maybe he's the only player that puts up decent numbers. It's true, the Falcons could be that. Uh, Texter says Kentucky Downs has bought a building by the mall in Bowling Green to add another casino. In your all's opinion, does that mean preparation for sports gambling? Or do those places have nothing to do with it? They have nothing to do with it. Um, it's just slot machines. Which I believe Kentucky Downs already has slot machines there. But well, you can make the case that they're building this infrastructure and gonna eventually be have, able to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do think it's a good thing they're building it. I think, that, and it's on par with Churchill Downs' construction now. Did you, I went when I went out there last week? They used to have these concrete like squares that I think were going to be elevator or shafts for their hotel, or at least they were foundation parts. They did tear that down and they're redoing that. The thing that I worry about though, that building on the far turn. TJ, they're not expecting it to be done until 2025. 2025? So that's like... A bunch of ants building it? That's what I assume is like the fastest they'll have. Because they don't want to do... They don't want to have tons of crews in around derby time. Actually doing work around there. So I don't anticipate gambling being a thing until then. Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, who who even cares? Want a Damon Thayer audio clip of what he does for the horse racing community? Play the YouTube clip. Thank you, sir. May I have another? Oh, yeah, that's spot on, too. Do it, Justin. (laughs) Thank you, sir. May I have another? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's just uh, Kentucky, wild place to be living these days. Texter says, okay, guys, I'm officially signing off for the day. My man likes olives, too. Hating. Hating. I mean, olives aren't great. Olives are great. I could eat. A, I could probably eat a whole jar. Not no lie. Do it then. Flyer. <laughs> Scooter tries it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Is it really true what they say about salseritas and their wildly addictive chips? Says one texture on the Thornton sex line. So addictive that it has impacted my life. I lost my job because my boss could smell the delicious guacamole on my breath. My marriage is on the rocks from me stopping on my way home to grab some chips and queso. After all that, I still have that itch, that need to be scratched. That that needs to be scratched. Salsaritas for the win, baby. Let's go. <laughs> it's a good text. This is a good text. <laughs> I mean, it's, we got a tough one to pick here. Good morning, you cotton-headed ninny muggins. Whoa. Justin, dump button. It's time to put the Chattanooga game behind us and roll them Gamecocks down on the road. Kentucky 37, USC Junior 17. Roll call. Roll I would call. like to see this team blow somebody out that's not Louisiana Monroe. Yeah. They should have yeah. done it against Missouri. You, I mean, you should do it against Chattanooga, regardless of how poorly you play. I would love to just see a good old-fashioned spanking. Especially at that place. Like, their fans are so fun to hate. So fun to hate. Yeah, I've never had the bad experience in Columbia, but I've heard about plenty they of just, them. They just think way too highly of themselves. Steve Spurrier just completely ruined their brains. They think they're like a legitimate, traditional college football powerhouse. But Steve Spurrier had that run, and then Dabo made Clemson a juggernaut, and they just can't. They, they cannot handle it. Can't take it. And so they have these inflated expectations. It's going to be a packed house. Now, there is, if, you, if you're planning on going down there, uh, you have to bring your mask. They, the city of Columbia made a mask ordinance that also counts for outside. So that's a little weird. 
uh, you're going to have those in the stadium. And the email South Carolina sent to students said, this is a, this will not – they said this will only be enforced by the city. So I don't know what that means, like how – like. What they're saying is get inside this stadium and you'll be good. Yeah, like, if somebody like says unless something, there's cops like around who are – Get in the stadium, you'll be good. You probably – by the sounds of it, and don't hold me to this, UK fans going to the game, which I haven't heard nearly as many UK fans going to the – UK always travels well as Columbia, whether it's football or basketball. UK always has a ton of fans in Columbia. Maybe it's just not my crew that uh, I know anybody going, but I have not heard of really anybody going. So hopefully some folks will be. I'm guessing, reading between the lines here, is they're saying, hey, you may need to put this on to get in. You may not, too, also, by the way. Just have it on your person. But I would almost guarantee that when they're showing shots of the crowd, Roush, we ain't going to be seeing masks on people. Or a lot of chin diapers. Well, there will be probably be plenty of chin diapers, but – uh, it's, you know, kids at L and UK games, they're not being enforced to wear a mask. Right. Nobody's going around saying anything to them. So I'm sure it's probably a, sim- a similar situation with everybody in Colombia. Uh, <laughs> wild that there's people that are like, you're going to be outside of this game. We're going to have to have you wear a mask. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, get this next one. Okay. I can handle the next one. Second to last. Uh, more accurate, Damon Thera. Damon Thayer audio clip would be an Asa Kira. Blow bang. Don't don't know what the song. I guess it's a song. Yeah, must yeah. be. A texter says, "Final batch thirsty Thursday tonight." Just saying. Okay, got to go. Talk to you later. Was that John for a double dip? Wow. No, it was John, not. No, no, it can't be. No, John's John. Evansville. He's they've got the Evansville anchors or something. Uh, Aces. No, they're minor league team. Yeah, I know the Aces. Aces. The Aces. No, the Aces are the, the college. The college. The purple Aces are the college. Oh, they're the Otters. Sorry. Otters. otters. Yeah, I knew, yeah, I knew it was something alliterative. Yeah. There we go. Uh, I would – that's the final thirsty – is the Bats going to make the playoffs? I mean, they never do. I'm surprised that the, the minor league baseball is still being played. They're a farm team of the Reds, so I would assume not. <laughs> Man, the Reds, what a collapse. Jesus. What happened there? Jesus. Jesus. I, mean, like, I don't see the haters and losers – I mean, texting in about the Red Sox because can't even imagine caring about baseball that much because I would have to deal with that. Yeah, Red Sox on a little winning streak. Don't look now. All right, let's see how the old bats are doing. Um, Not good. It looks like (laughs) (laughs) I'm in the wrong. I'm in the wrong one. All right, hold on. Are they in AAA West? Because that wouldn't make sense. Yeah, they're in the West. I know they're in AAA. Pretty sure they're they're not in the West because that wouldn't make sense. They're east of the Mississippi, but they don't show up. I mean, they're, they're just not in the standings. They're doing so bad, they don't even get a spot in the standings. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, this hasn't... Oh, final shred. Okay, okay, never mind. Here we are. Everybody hold on patiently. Uh, we've been really looking forward to these little bad standings. Uh, the bats aren't doing good, folks. <laughs> <laughs> they're 51 and 68. Um, there are only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams beneath them. So no playoffs this year for the Bats. Still only one championship for the Bats, and that was in the 2001 shortened series uh, because no, of 9-11. Didn't they have one like recently? Not a championship. But they went to it and lost? Did they? Yeah, I think so. Like I'm like 16 or something like that. Man. Who cares? We certainly stink. All right. We will be back tomorrow. We're going to do a Patreon. Oh, yeah. Survivor uh, talk. It's exciting. Somebody says Damon Thayer makes Lana Rhodes. Not familiar. 
Look like Mother Teresa. He should have to wear his. Uh, it's my brother. Uh, my horse my money. brother. I'm sure, just like with an old maybe so adult film entertainment is, reference. Uh, <laughs> Saddam Hussein text. Is that getting some yeah, uh, salsa? I, I think we got to go with the Saddam Hussein. Text. Yeah, suck it, Scooter. How do you feel about that, Scooter? I'm good with it. The funny thing is, the other two that were in consideration also came from the same guy, so it didn't matter. No, oh, that guy was just on the money. He, he had a rap. He was up, just yeah. like Scooter. You're a moron. <laughs> Love it. An absolute ding. All right, Salsaritas to you, buddy. Uh, reach out to one of us, you know, preferably not me, but somebody. So I, I got the car right here on the table. You can All hear right. it. We're going to talk Survivor on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash Kentucky oh, Roll Call, oh, if you're oh, interested. Oh, ah. Well, how about one more berries and cream to get us out of here, Roush? Berries and cream? <laughs> berries and cream? <laughs> I'm a little of berries and cream. In the actual commercial, his noise when he finds out that it is, in fact, oh. cream. <laughs> <laughs> this is Kentucky Roll Call. We'll see you on Friday. Oh, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, <laughs> Bears and Cream, the Hoosier Dingus, Justin Cameron. <laughs>